Welcome back to HB Unfiltered Sports Talk. I'm joined by the Stiff Brownie, and I'm the Dirtbag. And uh, our show is brought to you by J3 Supply Group for your hoses and fitting specialist needs. Uh, come on down to Huntington Beach. Great guys. Um, let's start with uh, how was your weekend, Tim? I had a great weekend. Uh, Friday was amazing. I had a, a, a charity golf deal that I played in uh, for uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Shout out to Liang and Quinley Wealth Management. Uh, they put on a fantastic tournament, as always. Raised seventeen thousand dollars for uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Awesome, awesome charity. Awesome tournament. Um, I'm not very good at golf, so you know. Wow, that's a lie. That, that, is, pretty, what it, that is what dude, it is. <laughs> you're pretty. You're pretty good, man. I. You don't know. If you see me out on the golf course, I'll show you what bad is. You know. Then we get. Well. Well. Maybe we should get you out there. Let's do that. Oh um, God. We did, uh, we had... Cover up your windows. We had the final four for the men's, which was amazing. Then we had the finals for the women's. Um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy that's been going around with the women's final. Uh, it was LSU yes. versus Iowa. Yes. It was the best player in the nation in Clark versus um, an outstanding uh, female uh, for LSU uh, by the name of Angel Reese. Yes. And um, for people that don't know the backstory, uh, Miss Clark had... <clears throat> was basically throwing up 40-point games and shooting like she was the second coming of Steph Curry. And in doing so, she'd do one of these little facial movements, you know, like, you can't see me type thing. And um, and then when Reese and LSU absolutely blew out uh, Iowa, um, Reese did that back to her along with the we've got a championship on our finger right. uh, ring uh, thing. Right. Uh, how do you feel about all that? Because to me, have, as a competitor... I don't have a problem with it, actually. At all. At all. Yeah. At all. And I, I feel like I feel like society is so soft now. It, it's just... It's, it's now, like, affecting and ruining sports. You know? It's like there's two competitors out there. It's not based on race. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's a bad look, you know, because they were blowing them out. Okay, maybe it was a bad look in the timing of everything, yeah. but to me, I had no problem with it because until it's like until I've absolutely lost the game, I'm still talking smack. Yeah, well, to case in point, uh, Caitlin Clark in the quarterfinals in Iowa, I think they beat a team that was like uh, evenly matched, and they won by like forty. They blew them out, and she was doing the. The hand thing all yeah. all game all game long. So, you know, but Caitlin Clark, is, she is amazing. She is amazing, she's amazing. Man, I I watched actually a lot of the games, and that girl is absolutely amazing. She should be definitely like the first pick, you know, in the WNBA draft. But well, she she won the Wooden Award as best player in call in, in college yeah, basketball I saw that. this season or for the year. Yes, and um, she's not even eligible. I think she's like a sophomore, so she's not even eligible oh, wow. for the WNBA draft. Oh wow! But it bothers me that society has lost like the yeah. Just grow up here, man. People talk smack in sports. Yeah. You know, we talk about you know the Kobe Bryant's and and the goat being Michael Jordan. All they did was talk smack. They talked a lot of smack because they were confident yeah. in themselves and they they were winners, dude. And so, like, I don't feel at all bad about what took place. Hey, and neither should either neither should either athlete. I'll tell you. But she's getting a lot of backlash for no reason. I'll tell you what it all it it all started with how we raise our children's. I mean, I'm I mean I'm old. I mean I'm 52. Uh, my parents would beat the shit out of me if I acted up or got out of control if we went out. 
you know, in public or whatever, they'd hit me upside the head, and sure. they didn't care. They weren't worried that everybody had their camera on them and right. videotape yes. them and call CPS. People, people calling, you know, child protective services when they don't even have kids. That's that's the problem now. We have to do timeouts. We can't we can't raise our kids the way we used to, and that goes hand in hand with sports. We become way too soft. Way too as soft a, as a society. Yep. You know, I agree with you. There's a reason you have to be hard sometimes because it changes. It makes you humble. It it brings you in line with the rest of you know society at the time. Reese and and uh, and um, Kate and, and Clark, Miss Clark, they're going to be awesome uh, WNBA players. I still won't watch them right. because I refuse to watch the WNBA. It's just not my cup of tea. But for those that are out there, uh, both are outstanding athletes, they're uh, competitors, they're winners, and that's what we should be embracing and not talking about the way somebody's talked smack to another person when they were down. It's just like, whatever. All right, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to defend the WNBA basketball. And yes, there's no high-flying dunks, there's no alley-oops, but I'll tell you what. When you watch the games, and I know you don't watch them, this is why I'm telling you, they actually run set plays, backdoor passes, screens. So it's more college esque. Yes, it, it's it's actually decent basketball. It's the way the game should actually be played. While the while the NBA is just one on one, it is street ball, man. Yeah, it's one on one. Everybody like I'm, I I don't know how many times I watched LeBron the other night against Utah. Like, th that game shouldn't have been close. Their two top players, Utah, first of all, is not a very good team. Then their two best players weren't even playing in the game. Utah, with or the Lakers are up 124 to 114 with 58 seconds left and let the Jazz tie them. Yeah. I don't even know how that happens. There's a 24-second clock. Two possessions, you got to make them foul you and put you on yep. the line and stay ahead. You know what I mean? You think the NBA but, is getting involved? Uh, I just, you know what? Sometimes I... <laughs> This is, cons I know, conspiracy, but it, it almost feels like they just want more drama. And, you know, LeBron can, he can take it to the rack anytime he wants. The guy's still a physical freak, no matter whether you like him or dislike him, whatever. The guy plays like he's 24 years old. Sure. And he settles for, like, these, you step know, back beyond, to the left step, three step point. back three-pointer yeah. that's like a four-pointer. Yeah. It's like... Dude, you can take it, zigzag your way, or bu bully your way to the hoop every single time if you wanted to. Yep. And but he doesn't do it. And and I'm what I was getting to about the basketball, the NBA. I don't know how many times I saw him just take the ball and didn't even pass it, runs the clock down to seven seconds, and then shoots it. It's like, what kind of offense what kind of offense? Like yeah. Darvin Ham, dude, call a play. Yeah. Make yeah. a screen. Pass the ball. Yeah. The whole point of basketball is to pass it till you till you find the open guy. It's uh, it's awfully difficult <laughs> to watch the BLM league, no doubt. Okay, I gotta bring up real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you go. Hoosiers. Me. You watch that movie Hoosiers? Oh yeah, absolutely. G G Gene Hackman. Yeah. Remember when he was teaching the kids? They didn't even have basketball. They didn't shoot. They're like, well, coach, when are we gonna shoot? No, you need to learn the fundamentals. Sure. We're gonna pass the ball, and you're gonna pass the ball. At least four times before we shoot it, and back then they didn't even have a shot clock. He right. could have said, "We're gonna pass it ten times." Sure. And then the one kid just kept on chucking it up, coming down. So what did he do? He took him out. You know. Yep. Keep, 
kicked his own player out and went with only four guys on the court because they only had like six on the team. Speaking of team basketball, how great was that national championship game on Monday? Oh, it was. It was. I mean, it was we, off. Call, we called it, but well, actually, the first half, San Diego State came out and you know took took the early lead. They make like four of their first five shots, and then man, they went cold. Yeah, they should have been like Dan Hurley, the coach of UConn, said at halftime. He goes, "We should actually be up by twenty, not 12. True. True. I mean, they missed so many easy shots. Both both UConn and San Diego State, they couldn't. I thought there was a thing covering the hoop. Yeah, I mean, they which could. means that over should, should have hit by a lot more than it did. Oh, I mean, it would have cleared it by not eight or nine points. Wow, yeah. yeah, two defensive teams, but yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad it got a little closer at the end. But yeah, UConn they they deserve it. What a what a great team. Great team, like from top to bottom, great team. Yeah, coach, coach exemplifies team basketball. The players play team basketball. They beat another outstanding team in San Diego State. Um, San Diego State had a chance, man. At five points, they had gotten it right back there, and then they just didn't make that three that they needed, and then it could have been anybody's ball game, and you could just see them get deflated. And Yeah, and the, and the right Hurley won, by the way. Yeah, no, he's a Thank lot God better. that little prick Bobby didn't win. Well, Bobby was a better athlete, but his, his brother's just a much better coach. Yes. And, I mean, he's got a lot of big shoes to fill, uh, being coming from, um, yes. you know, go, going into, I should say, UConn with Calhoun and, and all the championships that they won. <laughs> Even Ollie. Yeah. Ke- Kevin Ollie yeah. won a championship his first year. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, hey, let's go back real quick. I know you don't like talking about women's basketball too much, but um, LSU. Mulkey is the head coach of Correct. LSU. Yeah, that was a great story. Okay, go ahead. This, she she grew up in Louisiana. She went to Louisiana Tech. She was the point guard for Louisiana Tech when they played USC and Cheryl Miller in the national yeah. title yes. game. Yes, yes. And she was their little pesky guard. And now she went on to become a great coach. She went to Baylor. She's at Baylor. She won three national titles at Baylor, right? Yeah. She ends up leaving and going to LSU, who normally is not very good in women's basketball, and now has taken them to a title. Yeah. Is she not, like, one of the best coaches? She's right up there with Pat Summit, no doubt. I mean, well, she's way behind Pat Summit as far as uh, wins and sure, still sure, championships. Sure. But, yes, she, she's she's on her way. I would definitely put her, like, you know, top top three of women's coaches in um, NCAA basketball all time. She gets a lot of respect. Uh, Not for her clothing. For, well. Oh, you see <laughs> some of the outfits she wore? I'm like, somebody shoot that thing walking down the sideline. But, you know, Gino and her, uh, they they build they built a great program. They build uh, great women uh, as far as taking them from probably being just athletes and, and immature women to, to women. Yeah. And uh, serving a purpose in society, whatever they go on to do after that. Um, just like Pat Summit did, yeah, and um, that's great to see. Yeah, UConn. How, how many how many great players have gone on to have like just epic great careers? professional careers? Like yeah. Sue Bird, sure. You know sure. Uh, Rebecca Lobo, uh, just to name a few. Uh, but there's, Sue Bird's there's, like there's, the, a, there's a there's a large list. Sue, Sue Bird's like the face of uh, the United States women's basketball team as well. So I mean, I know she's retired now, but um, she was she was the the figurehead, basically, as the athlete. So. <laughs> you know, she never lost in college. I know. Four She's national ridiculous. titles. Is that ridiculous? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, well. Okay, so um, 
what what else do we need to talk here before well, uh, we I wrap up the you, first uh, episode here today? We talked to we talked we talked extensively on this podcast about bringing winners, especially when it came to golf and baseball, because those are our backgrounds that we're really good at. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely crushing baseball this season. I will I will figure out a way to be able to get the picks out, even if it's just by posting something on our website or. Um, you know, Twitter account or yeah, whatever. More we good got. things are coming. Hang in there with us because you're killing. You're absolutely. Last week you absolutely killed the Valero Open. Oh yeah, we'll 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 talk we'll talk about that in a second. The Valero Open. Yeah. Let's 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 go back to the first week of baseball and you crushing it. I mean, it's just starting and you're out. You're coming out of the gates hot. Today I'm three and zero. I round robin everything, so that's going to be a nice little. Um, punch to the gut for my bookies out there. Now, tell, um, now let's let's tell our listeners, because, uh, you know, I'm even intrigued, because I, I know betting and everything. Please discuss to our listeners how round robin works. Okay, so round robin is basically just for, there's three teams. Let's take very basic numbers. So it's, you pair two team parlays with like one and two, two and three, one and three. Okay. Okay, so it's I got three that. parlays. Got it. And the reason you do that, especially at least what I, I like to do, is because some of these money lines get so huge that it's not cost effective. Because if you do them individually at minus 250, you're losing two and a half units every single time that that team doesn't win. But if you do it in a parlay, you may be doing a parlay for a thousand, you know, for a hundred dollars or whatever. Okay. okay. And you're not probably making even money because the money lines are so big, but you're not making much less than even money. And when those money lines are that big, I look at it from the standpoint that they're going to win the game. Like, for instance, uh, today, Tampa Bay was heavily favored. I think it was like minus 270. Okay. Um, Houston playing against uh, Detroit was massive. Okay. Actually, I think I think Tampa Bay was minus 170, and I want to say Houston was minus 250. Oh. So what it does is it doesn't allow so much exposure on the better's end. Okay, so so just just to break it down in d- dummy dummy man terms, what if one team loses? Do you still make money, or do you lose, or do you push? Well, what in, in that scenario when it's three teams uh, and one loses, you will be and the other two win, you'll basically break even. And the reason I say that is because I also take the run line. And in hockey, you have a, you have a puck line. Right. And in baseball, you have a run line. Everything else is a spread. Okay. Okay? So I also bet those. And usually the team that is, is heavily favored, they usually win by two, two runs or more. Right. So I end up with a lot. I end up basically covering my, my, my butt. Okay. Okay. All right. So today, my three picks were... Uh, were the Tampa Bay Rays, and um, this is also something I want the listeners to, to yeah. know. Uh, so the Washington Nationals are god-awful this season. Detroit is pretty, pretty bad. Right. Okay? Um, so you want to pick on those teams, okay? okay? That's why the money lines are so high. Yeah. Now, that being said, Patrick Corbin is awful as a pitcher, Okay. He plays on the Washington Nationals, which are an awful team. Yeah. So today is not hump day for me. It's fade Patrick Corbin day. Oh, gotcha. So, yes, I always will fade this guy. Uh, and there's there's several other pitchers in, in the past years. Homer Bailey, 
uh, Bundy when he was with the Angels because he was so bad. Um, Bundy ate up innings, man. Yeah, he's just he's been on bad teams. He's been on the Orioles and the Angels, but that guy ate up innings. Well, when he was with the Orioles, I bet against him every single time. Homer Bailey's with Cincinnati Reds. Yes. I mean, I can go down the list. Patrick Corbin's my guy this year that I will c- continually bet hey, against. Real quick, before we go to a break, the Dodgers traded away Yasiel Puig and Kemp for Homer Bailey and then cut him. That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, they were just trying to get money out. I know, books, right? I know they were. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to take a break here, and we'll be right back. 